Well, I hope you all had a wonderful summer. Yeah, we had a very nice time going over to Hawaii and doing a retreat and then taking some vacation time. And one thing that was very interesting to me on these last two, three months, there's one word that I heard a lot. I mean, a lot. And in talking to people at the retreat, talking to people just on vacation and, and uh, just relaxing, I would get emails, I would get phone calls, uh, I would hear it in person, and the word was why. Why the hell am I here? Why the hell do I have this job? Why do I have to be married? Why do I have to be single? Why do I have these kids? Why, why, why? I mean, I heard it so many times about so many different things. And it is a question that we all ask. Do we ever get an answer? What would the answer be if somebody answered your why question? What do you think the question really would be? Have you ever taken the time to really go inside and just be with yourself? Be with that place where your truth resides to find out why? Because that's where the truth is. If you really want an answer to any of your questions, why, where, what, who, or anything, go inside because your answer is inside. You're the one who created whatever the situation is that has created the question for you. And you're the only one as that creator that can answer the question. Well, this is why, because you did this, you did this, we did this, and it led up to this point now. But in that, we're learning our lessons. In that, we're becoming aware of who we really are and who we aren't. In this, we're really learning. So we want to keep doing what we're doing in order to grow and become. Now, when you hear somebody out here say that to you, you walk away going, oh, God, they don't know what they're talking about, or something along that line. Because what you want is a solution. You want a salvation. You want to get out of whatever that why is and get somewhere else. But when you go inside and you really be with yourself and let the answer just come up, don't try to force it out because you'll only push the answer further away. But just be with yourself and focus in loving with God and let things begin to open into flow. And in that opening and in that flow, your answer will come. And it will be the answer that will truly answer what it is you're looking to answer. And in the answer will be the solution. That's the amazing thing. Now, in the solution, it may not be the answer you wanted. Just like on the outer, if you ask somebody, and they tell you something, well, that's not it. That doesn't make sense. That's not me. 
That's not what I want. That may also happen by getting the answer from what's inside. Because really, the true cause of the why is you. It's not about anything in the world. It's not about a person. It's not about a situation. It is about you. You are the creator of your own life. And that's the good news and the bad news. Because a lot of us have gotten lazy with our creations. A lot of us are waiting for other people to do it for us. And in that, we find we're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and where are they, and what are they going to do this, and why don't they get that I need them to do this for me? The key is, is to go inside and let the answer come. Don't pursue it. Let it come up. It will. If you've been asking why, what, how, who, when, where, whatever, the answer will come up because you're now creating the opportunity for it to rise up and present itself to you. And pay attention. And as I've said, the answer may not be what you want to hear or to see or to know, but it will be the answer. It will be the true answer to what has been going on in your life. And it will be up to you then to take a look at that answer and see what you want to do with it. And you can do nothing. And maybe that's what you've been doing and maybe that's what you'll continue to do. And maybe you'll just be so tired of what's going on and no solution coming forward that you finally stand up and start doing something, something different, something to create an, a movement and an action in the situation. If you were the creator, then you as the creator now can change that creation. You can take it into a new direction a new action, a new expression, a new creativity, and have something different. And the nice thing is, when you take charge of your life and you take charge of all of that, you begin to realize that you can make choices. This isn't something you have to do. This is something you chose through your actions and reactions in another time, whether it be in this lifetime 20 years ago or in another lifetime 20 lifetimes ago. Now you can begin to make choices. So you start off on a course. You say, okay, so I don't like what I'm doing right now. I don't like where I'm at in my life. So I'm going to change it, and I'm going to go this other direction I'm going to leave this action that I'm stuck in, and I'm going to do a new one. And off you go, and you're doing that for a while, and it looks good, it feels good, but all of a sudden you find out, oh, my God, this still isn't it. This still isn't answering it for me. Well, if you stay conscious, if you stay focused, if you stay present, you're going to find that then you can make another choice. You're not stuck. You don't have to do this. Make another choice. Go a different direction. 
And in that, you're going to find what it is that you really want, where you want to be, who do you want to be with, who do you want to be yourself. Maybe you don't like yourself. Go inside and find out why. It's most likely about judgments that you've created within yourself or judgments from others that you've taken on and made you yourself. That happens a lot. When we were kids, our parents told us a lot about who we are. You're lazy. You're a liar. And so many different things. And we hear that over and over and over until we start believing that that's who we are. But you're not. That was just in the moment their reaction to you because they weren't getting out of you what they wanted. They couldn't control you. You weren't obeying them. And so you took on all that and maybe it's in an unconscious state, maybe it's in a semi-conscious state, but it's there and it's running you. At school, what are you ever going to learn? Come on, you've got to study. What's wrong with you? Well, I am studying. Well, you're not studying right. You're not studying good. You better learn how to study. You've got to read. You've got to do all this homework. You're just lazy. That's all it is. Well, maybe it isn't that you're lazy. Maybe there are other conditions there that are causing you problems in your possible reading or study or remembering. But you just take it on as I'm stupid, I'm lazy, I can't do it, whatever it is, and then you live that definition of yourself. Is that the truth? No. That's why doing this meditation, you're going to learn a lot about you. This is about you going in and having an experience with God, connecting directly with God and loving, and coming to the knowing of who you are in God and God in you and moving into the awareness of your own soul. But in that, you're going to meet all these elements of self <clears throat> inside that stand between you and God and all those belief systems that you keep asking why about, why this, why that, stand between you and God and hold you from looking higher because it keeps you looking at, oh, I'm stupid. I am just so stupid. Well, stupid is in the way of God. And you've got to deal with that and release that in order to go higher. But the nice thing is it doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be a battle. It's an unfoldment. This is an action of loving. And loving unfolds, it opens, it reveals, it brings forward. And in that loving, 
is the solution, is the answer, is the way by which to move forward beyond this energy that is holding you back. So pay attention in your meditation because the meditation is a very powerful awakening tool. You're waking up to the truth of who you are. And you're also going to wake up to all those untruths that you've been holding on to and believing and living and in the pain of. And then you can do something for yourself in a wonderful way, and that is you can make new choices. You can make new statements about who you are. You can choose new actions and how you're going to live the new life that you're discovering about you. You are divine. You are a child of God. You are precious in God. God holds you so very dear and is ever awaiting the opportunity to be sharing with you, to be giving to you, to be revealing to you, and to be loving with you. And in that, everything is simple, it's sweet, it's joyful, and it really is easy to make a choice from that, <clears throat> from that place. So the next time you ask any of those questions of why, how, and so on <clears throat> concerning your life, Stop and realize that you don't need to ask that of others. And believe me, they don't know. They don't know why you're the way you are. They're concerned about it for themselves. <clears throat> They're not focused on you. <clears throat> and they know about that much of your life. About that much of your life the time by which they've known you, and only the few minutes every so often that they've even been with you. And you're going to ask them why and expect them to tell you the why out of all that they know of you when there's so, so much more that they don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've had people ask why and I've sat down and talked with people about the why. And I'll see something come in from spirit, and I'll share with people certain situations that have maybe happened in their life, and they go, oh, my God, that's it, that's it. And then they start talking about all that, and then they really get to the why as they reveal to themselves that which is beyond that which I just shared with them. You're going to find that there's great depth and great value in that depth within you. You may think you're a deep thinker. You may think you're a wise person. You may think you're a stupid person. You may think you're a shallow person. Where 
only one thing. We are soul. And soul is that which is of God. We are a living embodiment of God. As I've often said, you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. There is no depth. There is no shallowness. There is no value system to that that you can put on it. So you cannot put a value system on yourself, even though we always do. Well, they have a better car than me. I must not be a very good person. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not making enough money. Therefore, I'm not a good person. We all have these value systems. You have to let go of all of that to find the greater truth. And the only truth that there is in all of creation, the only truth that there is, is loving. That is the only truth. God is loving, and God created in his loving, and in that loving he created you, the loving essence of the Lord. He created you with his loving, and you are a manifestation of that loving. And now it's time for you to wake up and to know that, to experience that, to live that to the fullest that you can. And stop living in separation. Stop living in the darkness. Stop hiding in the shadows. Stop believing that which is untrue. And come to the area within yourself where you can know the truth. The truth of truths. That you are a loving soul. And that you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. And nothing can change that. And nothing can take that away from you. Because that's the essence of your beingness. When we came down to this creation of separation, we separated ourselves from our truth. We separated ourselves from the inner focus by which we can know that truth. And we began to focus outward away from us, away from the soul, away from the truth, away from God. And we looked out into the illusion and began to chase after the illusion trying to find the truth. Well, the truth is not in this illusion. This is not real. This is illusion. And there is no truth here other than one truth, and that's you. The soul that you are is the truth. And if there is a reflection of truth in this world, it's only because the world is reflecting that which you are. The truth is not in the world. The truth is the reflection. What is it reflecting to you? Because whatever it is that you see reflected back is coming from you. If you see hate, well then start working on self-love. If you see 
poverty, then start looking at and developing and awakening to your worthiness and your abundance and your self-value. See what it is you see of yourself out by looking into the world and see what you see in the world. And what do you hold as a focus in the world? And start looking inside and finding the true essence of that and begin to live that instead. I hope that makes sense. It's very simple, but yet it's, it's really challenging. Because the moment you sit down and you close your eyes and you really begin to focus here to the seat of the soul and look to wake up to God and to that loving, guess what you first meet up with? You. That you of the world that you complain about all the time, that you judge all the time, that you fear, that you're angry with, that you have fault with, you're going to meet up with all that. And that's not fun. And I know people, after they close their eyes and sit there for a moment and they see all of that, they get up and go, nope, that's not where I want to go. And they won't meditate because of what it is they're seeing inside or feeling inside or hearing inside. Those voices of anger, those voices of blame, those voices of guilt. But in order to get to the truth of who we are, that loving essence of the Lord, we have to move through all those things that we have created and that we have held on to and that we have made real. We have to go into all of that. It's like going into the swamp and not knowing what it is we're going to confront and having to deal with all the odors of the swamp and make our way through it all and learn not to fear any of it, not to fear the snakes, not to fear the alligators, not to fear our reflection in the water, not to fear, and to just keep moving forward. Isn't that what David said in the Psalms? That I walk through the land of the shadows and I fear no evil. That's what we have to do. This is the land of shadows. This is the valley of shadows. And we have to walk through this valley every day until we find the way to not fear it anymore. Don't fear the shadows. They're not real. All those things you think are real about yourself, not real. Not real one little bit. But if you keep believing them and if you keep feeding them so that they live, they seem like they're real. I can feel them in my gut. I can feel them in my heart because it's lonely, it's longing, it's empty, it's needy. I can... Hear them in my mind because they're always complaining and griping at me and telling me how terrible I am. Would you just shut up? You have to make your way through that valley of shadows within yourself 
The valley of shadows is right in here, through all the components of self, through the physical, sexual, through the imagination, through the emotions, through the mind, through the unconscious. We have to walk through that valley of shadows until we get to the seat of the soul, till we get here, above it all. And then we begin to truly awaken and take charge of our life in a new way, in a new action. And it's all done in loving. And it's really quite beautiful when you get there. And that's why we sit up here and share with you that you might be able to enter into that kingdom for yourself. Enter into that truth. Live that truth. Know the loving of God in you. And be that loving that you are. Because I know. I know who you are. In the greatest truth, you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. I am the living, loving essence of the Lord. We all are. Everything that you see in this creation, which is an illusion, is yet the living, loving essence of the Lord. It's all. There's nothing that could exist without having that component, if you will. But now it's time for us to wake up. It's time now for us to wake up and let go of the illusion. Let go of the illusion that's out here, but first you have to let go of the illusion that is in here. If you begin to break yourself free of those illusions that are inside of you, the illusion out here will reveal itself to you as for what it really is. And then you'll find the true kingdom, the truth of who you are and where you came from and where you're going. And who you are is a divine spark of God. And where you came from is from the very heart of God. And where you're going is back into the very heart of God. That's the journey. Very short, sweet, simple, even though down here it seems like more than an eternity of time. It's but just a moment. That's the amazing thing when you get up there and you realize how short this trip has been. So maybe stop complaining so much. Maybe stop griping so much. Stop blaming so much and sit down and go inside and begin to walk through your valley of shadows. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadows, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou art with me. God is right here with you. God is not somewhere out there. God dwells right here as that divine spark that is a part of your soul. Thou art with me. I remember when I was 
and seven, eight years old, I was in a church, and they began to pray. They opened up with a prayer. We all stood up. I was standing in the back of the church, and they began to say the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven. And as soon as they said, which art in heaven, I saw this divine light coming out of the top of people's heads. Not everybody, because not everybody was sensitive to or saying that prayer. But the ones that were saying it were looking up to heaven in that moment. It wasn't maybe a conscious effort on their part, but their soul was. And I realized where God dwells is right here. If we want to know God, we first know God here, and then we'll know God of all. Don't have to go far to find God then, do you? You don't have to go into a temple or a church or a synagogue or stand among a grove of trees or go to a top of a mountain to find God. It's right here. It's right here. So take some time every day. Sit, close your eyes, and go inside. Hold your focus inside and walk through that valley and meet up with all those components of yourself that have separated you from your truth and bring them back together again into the wholeness of who you are by loving them all. Love each and every part of you and bring it back together again and say, I forgive you and I ask you to forgive me and I love you and let's join together once again in union and in oneness and in God and let us live a peaceful, loving life once again. And that will happen. <clears throat> you will find yourself becoming more and more aware of the truth of who you are and everything will start merging together, blending together, coming together. And you will begin to live in the oneness, that divine oneness that we all long for. <clears throat> the soul wants to go home. This is not home for the soul. This is the home of the body. And the body likes this world and it likes all the stuff of the world. Even the drama and the fear and the hate and all that, the body consciousness dwells and survives in that. But the soul, it's of a different creation. It's a creation of spirit. It's a creation of loving. It's not a material element. And it isn't created out of the material world. So the soul is longing now to get free of this creation, to go back to its creation, which is soul and spirit and God. So everything that you're feeling inside of yourself that you think you want, that you need, that you're longing for, oh, I just want that perfect relationship, where is it? I've been married three times and divorced four. <laughs> Because I divorced myself first, trying to find the right person that would make it up for me. 
Stop doing it all in the world. Stop looking into the world. Stop longing into the world. And realize that the longing truly is your soul longing to go home. Your soul is longing to know the loving of itself and longing to be in that loving with God. That's the longing. That's the yearning. That's the wanting. It's just that simple. And if you can begin to sit and be with that longing, you're going to find there's a beauty in it. There's an amazing wonder in that longing energy. And you're going to find that the longing really is God trying to bring you home, trying to pull you home. And all you have to do is give in to it and go with the longing. And it will draw you through this valley of shadows and here to the seat of the soul where you will wake up to the divine of yourself here. And then the next part of the journey is journeying into the realms of soul and spirit and merging into the heart of God itself. And then there is no longing because the answer is there. The union is there. The loving and the oneness is there. And then it's just up to you to continue living in that for the remainder of your time in the physical body until you're done with the physical world and can drop this body. And then you return back from which you came and you don't have to come back down here again. Now, if you like it here, don't do the meditation. <laughs> because it's going to confuse you about liking this place. Because you're going to see a better place than this. You're going to see the light of your own soul. You're going to see the light of the creator of all things. You're going to hear the inner sounds of creation. You're going to feel the movement of loving. And that's not what this world's about. So if you really like this world, I wouldn't do this meditation. Because it's going to make this world look dull and uninteresting. And you'll know that this doesn't have the answer. And then where are you? If this is the place you want to be, and all of a sudden it's dull and it's uninteresting and you know it doesn't have the answer, wow, where do I go now? Go where the answer to every question is. That's inside. Go inside. That's where your answer is. And just keep remembering, you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. The Lord God of all. The Lord God who created you. You are that. Often I tell God when I'm in meditation, you are my creator. You created me, Lord, and I am your creation. Let's do this together. You the creator and me the creation, 
Let's do this in oneness and fulfill it together. You ask that and God will be right there with you. It may take you a little while to recognize it fully or maybe even to recognize it at all. I don't know. But if you do it enough, just like if you do this meditation enough, you're going to know the truth. God wants you to come home. God would like to have every soul that is on this planet today come home, return back from which it came. But so many souls are caught up in this world, trapped in this world. And it just takes time, unfortunately, for the souls to begin to wake up, to begin to feel God's pull and to respond to it. You're here because you have felt God's pull and you have responded to it. You have been doing the work even before you heard about meditation and this pathway. In your life, you were doing the work. You were trying to make changes in yourself. You were trying to understand yourself better. You were doing things to course correct. Even though you didn't know what course you were correcting to, you were course correcting. And now you're here to take the bigger step, to take that inner journey through the valley of shadows into the realms of light and loving and joy and peace. And it takes time, just like it takes time down here. While you're down here, it takes time. In spirit, it's instant. And it's done. But down here, it takes time for this material world to recognize what's happened and to allow it to be. And that's why you meditate every day, to create that opportunity, to create that unfolding, to create that awakening inside this material nature. As the soul comes awake, the body will come awake too. And it will work with you instead of against you. Have you ever felt that this body is working against you? It only works against you because you're going the wrong way. You're looking up. Look down. It's down. The answers are down and out. Don't you get it? But once the body begins to understand that you've got greater understanding and depth and purpose and loving than what you have found in the world, the body will actually begin to cooperate with you. It'll actually wake you up in the middle of the night and say, you want to meditate? And you'll go, oh, no, it's too early. It's just too early. I can't do it yet. But oh, come on, let's meditate. All right, 10 minutes. I'll just do 10 minutes. And you get up and you do your meditation. And you fall asleep. And the body says, okay, come on, wake up, wake up. We've got to do the meditation. You're not done yet. And you get up and you do the meditation some more. But after a while, the body wakes you up and you get up. Okay, I'll get up. I'll do it. And you do. It's because the body 
wants it. The body consciousness wants that which it can receive from this action as well. Any of you ever had that happen? I wake up anywhere between 2 and 3 o'clock every night. And I know that's my opportunity to really spend some quiet, loving time with God. And it's up to me to make a choice. It's me that has to make the choice. Nobody else is going to come in the room and say, meditate, Jim. Come on, it's time to meditate. That's my soul and that's my body calling me to get an alignment here and let's do the work, the inner work. And it's just up to me to say yes or to say no. I do everything I can to always say yes. And once in a while I say, later. And I try to go back to sleep. But you know what? I can't get back to sleep. I toss, I turn, I lay there. I don't go back to sleep. An hour and a half passes. Oh, come on, let me go to sleep. <laughs> all right, all right, you win. And I get up and I meditate. And then I look at it later and I go, why didn't I start when it came in? I lost an hour and a half and now I have another two and a half hours of meditation to do. Oh, boy, what's wrong with me? And that's just the way of the nature of this creation and the nature of the body of spirit and the body of the human form. Let it be okay and do what you can to respond to that spiritual movement and learn to live more into that flow and it'll make it easier. And you'll find that if you do that, on a regular basis, you will have some amazing experiences, inward as well as outward. Things will change in the world around you as they change inside of you. The world doesn't change, you change. But your approach to the world, your attitude about the world, and even the attitude of the world toward you will change because you have changed inside yourself. And that's a wonderful thing when you begin to see that happen. And then you have to tell yourself, I'm worthy of this. And I'm getting what I want in my life finally. And that what you really want is quiet, peace, loving, a place of respite, and so on and so forth that you are going to discover within yourself. And the greatest thing you're going to find is God. God loving you and you loving God. And so we begin the next part of the journey here together here at this house and here together in new conversations. And I want to just share one more thing with you that um, has taken place for me, and that is I have hearing aids now. <laughs> so if you see little boxes on the back of my ear, don't worry about it. That's just my hearing aids. 
And uh, my hearing had just gotten so bad on this side especially that I needed some assistance. And I got tired of leaning into every conversation going, what, what? Because, and uh, I'm sure other people were getting tired of hearing what? <laughs> so I just, I had found out about these digital hearing aids and um, I went and talked to somebody about them and got them and they're really, really wonderful. If you need a hearing aid, if you have any kind of problems with hearing, they've got some solutions now that are amazing. They're digital, they even work with my iPhone. So if you call me, nobody else is gonna hear it ring but me inside and I can hear you in here, and then I just talk to you on the phone. It's quite fun, I like it. <laughs> it's a nice new toy. <laughs> but better than that, I can hear much better. So, and I think you'll notice that as we do question and answer later, that I'm, I'm following your conversation. Because it was getting to the point, and I'm sure you wondered why, but I would always look to Brian, and I would just keep saying, no, no, you take it. You take it. Because I couldn't understand what you were saying. I had no idea, and I did the little stupid by trying to answer something and go off on a tangent that didn't relate to your question at all. And I learned it from a spiritual master in Satmat, Charan Singh. When I was there, <clears throat> and he was doing satsang, uh, which was like what we're doing here. This is what would be called in, in India a satsang, where the teacher teaches and shares. Afterward, he did question and answer. <clears throat> and so people would stand in a line and go up to the microphone and begin to share one by one. <clears throat> and I noticed a number of times that Chan Singh, the master, did not really understand or hear the question properly. He was... 70, I don't know what, when I, I, I saw him over there. And, um, and so he would start answering the question he thought they asked, or what he thought he heard, and it didn't really relate that well to some of these people, to what they were asking. But they would thank him, thank you, Master, and they would sit down, but they didn't ask for clarity or didn't re-clarify the, the question. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Well, I had a dream while we were in, in Hawaii about just that, that experience. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. I don't want to be doing that to people. <laughs> and so I started looking into this to see if I could find a solution. And I did. So this is good. 